The following is an original audio series from Sierra International Machinery, Pile of Scrap, with your host, John Sacco. All right, back here, our third podcast, 2022 ISRI Convention. I've got the honor and privilege to have the brothers Krinsman. Finally, I get the two brothers together. That's right. Michael, David, welcome, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Been a while since we've seen each other, my man. <laughs> yeah, it's been a little while. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. We're yeah, back. That's it. We're back. Who's the oldest? Right here. How hey, much? Michael. Five years. Any other brothers? No, it's two of us. That's Just it. Just the two of you. Yep, no sisters. That's it. All right. Younger brother. What kind of big brother was he growing <laughs> up? Oh, no. Uh, I, I had some opportunities to take revenge, but it was after a while. <laughs> it was after a while. It's had to pick those spots. Ah, Michael, were you a bad big brother or what? Come on. I'm sure I had challenges at certain points, but generally, I like to think I was... Brother stuff. Well, I'm the baby Brother of stuff. five, so I was abused. I mean, I, uh, I get it, man. But that's all right. You know, cream rises to the top, that's but it's right. all good. All right, Brother Krinsman, great to have you. How's your dad? Doing really well, thank you. Now, is he yeah, still there great. every day? Uh, took the winter in Florida, two months in Florida, but but came back uh, rearing to go. So, uh... All right, hold on. My dad would go on vacation in Europe, okay? He, he, well... He never went on vacation. He would always go to Italy because he was from Italy, right? So he'd go and it'd be calm, and then he'd come back. Oh. Throw a few grenades around. <laughs> he'd always say, this was his favorite line, that vacation cost me $50,000. I go, what are you talking about? He goes, well, we didn't do this, and we didn't do that, and that cost us fifty grand." <laughs> he, he was the king of that. All right, dad leaves. Give me the atmosphere. Peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> I, tr- truly, though, we, we are co-presidents of the company. Uh, he's of counsel, and, uh, and it uh, you know, works pretty well for us. Okay. How long does it take Dad to be back before he's pointing out everything you boys did wrong? I would say day two because day one there's a lot of mail. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of catching up. You got to get back in the saddle. So I think you get back like into day two. Now you have a chance to look around, see everything stupid your kids did. It's the, you know, it's, it's that second day is what I'd say. All right. So, you know, I knew your dad a long time ago. So how old is your dad? 75. Yep. Is he letting go now? I mean, is he letting, seriously, is he letting you guys really run and do the gig you know, that he yeah. does? Oh, yeah. I think it's starting to. How long, how long did it take dad to finally go release the grip? I, I would, I'll tackle this one. It is a process, not an event. And I'd say yeah. we're, you know, that's that's how it's going. Is is it's been happening over time, and I think, you know, over the years he takes more time away and realizes that the place hasn't burnt down, and we're still, uh, you know, running well and profitable. And every time that happens, it's it's more and more. And by now, I mean it's it's uh, it's a partnership of all three of us. Truly. Well, that's great. You yeah. know, I mean, not easy. No. Fifth generation. What what? How many generations are you? So okay, we are. I can comfortably name five. My dad name six and we might be going back to a lithuanian horse thief i'm not sure but so are you of lithuanian descent russian Russian, a little bit of russia a little bit of poland lithuania on my dad's side really so who came to america escaping what or just searching for a dream it's funny we don't we all like we want to understand why my great-grandfather would have come here when he did because it really it was before anything anybody could have seen anything coming 1890s and it was yeah 1890s and i think he just felt like there's a better opportunity somewhere else i've honestly wanted to really understand that for so long okay my grandpa came in 1911 okay i never met my grandpa he died before i was born my father came in 1935 to america from italy well okay 1935 that was an easy 
depression, yeah. get it, southern Italy, you know, there was no growth opportunity, right? So you come. But can you imagine that first voyage on that ship? The guts coming, it takes. As a kid, really. And then you land in this country and you're like, what? Yeah, yeah. don't speak the language, you know, and, yeah. and trying our, to figure our, something out. Our great-grandfather, uh, you know, he spoke fluent Yiddish like, like every other Jew at the time. And then actually when he settled in... Um, in, in central Pennsylvania, it actually allowed him to communicate with the Amish uh, in a very similar dialect. And so that was really the beginning of, of the company, was he was riding out into the country and peddling alarm clocks and all kinds of stuff and bringing back scrap, and his backyard became the first scrap yard. And, but it was that, just you know, sleeping in people's barns if they let him, sleeping in the house once in a while if somebody was really nice, you know, and riding the circuit, coming back. But the language is not having English is the only Can thing that helped imagine, uh, and th see, this, this is a great story because we are, the successors of the hard work, unbelievable sacrifice, and quite frankly, yeah. the balls it took to mm -hmm. do to get to to leave their homeland. That's right. It, we don't know that. No, it's true. We can be the hardest workers. We can do. We can be the most successful, but we will never know what that is. Now, there's a ton of appreciation that comes with that. One hundred percent. My great, uh, my, our great grandfather's uh, and, and grand grandmother's, uh, you know, wedding photo is still up, and you walk into our office, into our the, the waiting room of our company, and it's the first and thing you see. Where was he from? Uh, Lithuania. But where? Uh, Birz, I think it was called. A, a small town, like fishing village, I believe, outside of Vilnius, the capital. Okay. I, like all we really know is apparently he had fishing rights to a lake or something, and was like a bit of a wheeler and dealer, getting people into the lake to do their fishing, and and I guess maybe. Opportunities dried up, or he saw a better opportunity, and and you know, boom. This yeah, this happened. is a really. I, I love this story, man. Mm -hmm. I, I really do because you know, Mike, you and I know each other a little better than I know you, Dave, because right. we we is read yeah, together, sure. right? And so many of us in this industry, mm -hmm. still the that this is what we came from. Yep, came from the courage of other people, and and now you know, we we carry on. So all right, so. Tell me the duty separations between brothers because you can't be doing the same job, <laughs> right? Right. My brother runs our scrap yard, our recycling. I run the equipment company. Yep. Great separation of duties, <laughs> right? And it really, it's working out unbelievable. Mm -hmm. We're really in the last year, I don't know what it is. I don't know what happened, but it's almost like we have the same identical thoughts on growth. He'll call me and I'm going, it's exactly what I was going to call you about. I totally, yeah, and I, I would say, I feel like we're like that a lot too, that I, th I feel like there were times when my father would feel like there was some kind of conspiracy, but it was not that we like arranged our thoughts the same thing, we just felt the same way looking at something. So what do you, so it's, tell me the separation yeah. of duties. So uh, I'm, I'm more responsible for what happens inside our gate, uh, processing people, you know, equipment, all that kind of stuff, and, and Michael's more involved with customer focus outside of the gate, you know, relationship driven, looking at scrap supply, industrial customers, That's all that kind of stuff. That's your skill set. Yeah, that would you know, it's, it's, and I'd say there's a little bit of, uh, you know, Dave has people he deals with and dealers and people that he just has that relationship with. Uh, you know, and I, I do not a whole lot in operations, but there's some things I do in our retail experience and whatever else. Um, and I, and I feel really fortunate uh, to have the ability to get out and do some of the things that yeah. I go a little stir crazy when I'm in. I, I, I love love meeting people. Uh, one of the greatest blessings I have is that I, I meet 
you would be astounded by the, the, the you probably wouldn't be because you're in the scrap right. business well, too, but the spread of type of people you meet and just, I really love that. And, and some things that are outside of our core business, uh, real estate things that we've done and, uh, and we're starting a new venture, a, uh, a Penn State name, image, and likeness uh, collective. Oh, uh, really? To, to, to take care of Penn State student athletes. Uh, so that's that's a new venture. And, uh, you know, the fact that my brother's doing the homework inside and uh, keeping everything going, keeping the machines going, keeping the people from killing us or each other, uh, it allows me to be able to do some of these things, you know, on, a, on our, both of our behalf. But it's a pleasure. Okay, now, I did not know this. You, you have another yard from the main yard. So yeah. we've got two primary yards that are both central Pennsylvania, uh, one a little east of center, Lewistown, which is where you, you guys put in a 750. Uh, and then we've got a yard in Hollidaysburg, which is a little west of center. How far away is that? Um, so if State College, where we live, is the center point where Penn State University is, Lewistown is about half an hour east. Hollidaysburg is about, you know, 40 minutes west. All right. So how... You you run you're running the operation, so you got you got the two yards. I didn't I did not know that until we talked just the other day on the phone. Mm -hmm. Challenging, excite. What, tell, tell me about the growth of the yards and what you what do you find and what's working where. We've been really focused on so, so we're not you know a shredding operation. We're we're in rural Pennsylvania. We have you know a certain amount of flow and we're always looking to increase that. But our goal is to just be the best torching, bailing, and shearing operation we can be, and to drive those costs down to be the most competitive scrapyard in our geographies and our freight circles. And you know, I think we're probably subject to all the same challenges everyone else is here with people, availability of labor, you know, the, the supply chain issues of getting parts if something breaks down, the cost of fuel and, and the importance of logistics and trucking and all that. And those pressure points apply to us for everything. But what they've really impressed upon the two of us is the need to be processors, efficient processors, drive that cost down, and that's that's where we've just been laser focused the last couple of years. Well, okay, you guys saw George Adams. George, my, my brother is very, we have similar philosophies. It's about, you gotta get to the ground every month. Hmm. Okay, at the end of every month, you have, he wants to make sure there's no unprepared. Whether you can get all the prepared out is one thing. Yep. Okay, the logistics issue keeps that, you know, a little bit in, in flux. Right, pending rail cars, But trucks. you should be able to have the, the ability to process all your material and be ready to ship at the end of it. No more, no inventory. Mm -hmm. He's built his business on that. Yep. We've been doing the same thing, but you know, logistically, I've had the same pile of iron. I, we finally, it's starting to go, because the logistically, we've just had container mm -hmm. nightmare, end up nightmare. Do you do anything yeah. by rail? Yeah. yeah. How's the rail? Uh, I would say it's, we've expanded what we do in rail a very good bit over the last few years with uh, truck availability being horrible. Uh, we have a third yard also that's not operational right now, but it's we got it rail served in the last year. Uh, we're positioned to be able to do a lot of rail car braking there, limiting factors, hiring people. Uh, but, but yeah, we're, we've... I mean, we, we started buying and leasing a few more rail cars just to, you know, it, when you look at trucking as a resource, you know, that one that one rail car is five trucks. So, you know, those five outbound loads, if they become one rail car, those five, in, they can become inbound loads. They can become, you know, a local uh, outbound load. So it's really looking at as a resource. We've expanded rail a lot. We're going to have to do that a little more at our Hollisburg yard, too. You know, see, and I think that's that's <clears> the success <throat> of our industry and in, in in our type of, you know, Necessity is the mother of invention, right? Yep, yep. We're putting in a rail spur at Sierra as well, as we speak. We got we got the radiation monitors in, the rail scales in. We're going to actually start 
the digging up. Yeah. We had an old spur, but it's it was obsolete too. So we're we're redoing it, and we're you know why? We have to be able to yeah. ship our iron to mills outside of just the export because you can't get containers, you can't get the end dumps, right? Paper, we process paper. There's paper mills who we, if we can load rail cars of paper, we're going to be able to ship that. Aluminum, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, I think for us, rail used to be all about optionality, and now, like you're saying, it's all about necessity. I mean, it's, it's not just to find another home, it, it's to be able to move the scrap that we have, you know, and it's, it's what it's all about. It's, we, we had a, a challenge at a local mill uh, that, that really was making it hard for us to do that type of business, and having, having rail access and getting us to other higher price markets, you know, that was, it was, it was, it was critical for survival, really, I would say. It, was, it wasn't just a, a luxury, but yeah, it's, it's, it's something we're leaning into more and more, I would say. All right, tell me about, I, I'm always curious about rural Pennsylvania. Hmm. In respect to economic activity, population decrease, increase, where, where is central Pennsylvania at these days? I'm curious. I would say central Pennsylvania is um, doing great. Like, believe it or not, you know, I think we get a bad rap, but, but we've got some really good manufacturers in our area. Um, like everybody, you know, limited by people. That's that's ever like in no matter the the industry, that's a real issue right now. But we've got some great manufacturing. There are yep. a lot of companies that have locations elsewhere that are routing more production towards us. I think because the people are good. The people we do have are very good. Uh, you know, I think land is a lot less expensive than some other places. So it's proximity uh, to markets, the yeah. Atlantic and, and, and northeast. Yeah, I, I would echo that. Uh, I serve on a, a, a authority of a railroad authority uh, that administers short line railroad in eight counties, and um, <clears throat> we have a great diversity of, of industry. Uh, the resource industry, of course, you know. Uh, uh, Marcellus uh, Shale, the natural gas play uh, in Pennsylvania was. It, I mean, there's more natural gas under Pennsylvania than there's in Russia, literally. Uh -huh. uh, so the energy business. You had a lot of people come into Pennsylvania for the energy business, and of course, coal is a big resource, and timber is a big resource. But we have manufacturing and everything. So, yeah. did they shut down the natural gas in the new administration? What, what's going on with that? I would say when the, when the, when the fuel price dropped a lot, uh, the, the the economy itself kind of shuttered that. Uh, as we've seen gas prices come back up, uh, it's. It's 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 coming back. Uh, the rig counts are still are, are good in Pennsylvania right now, and we're seeing uh, even an uptick in uh, frac sand and, and pipe, the things that flow in to do that work. Yeah, well, out where we're at in Bakersfield, we we're big oil, right? Mm -hmm. They're not always getting any more permits. It's just they're just throttling the yep. energy sector. And everybody yep. is cautious just with, you know, when Saudi Arabia went crazy to put out the, the shale guys. I, I don't think people are looking to blow up capacity, but it's been steadily climbing slowly, quietly and nicely. Yes, steady, I would say. So, I mean, hopefully that keeps going. I mean, truly for, for our country here, like that's, that's what we need is energy independence. We need to get back to that. We've got it, you know. Yeah, you know, it, 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 I don't talk politics because I, it's not what we're here for. You know, a strong energy sector is good for our business. Oh my God. I mean, fuel, uh, trucking rates, I mean, roll-off trucks, you know, uh, the lugger trucks. Guys, it's our, our fuel costs at Sierra and our recycling side doubled since Jan. Yeah. That hurts. Yeah. I don't know how you deal with that. Well, it every, everybody's, look, everybody's dealing with it, you know, and, you know, and we, hopefully there's common sense solutions because it affects our businesses. Every and it, business it really hurts. Have. So, you know, I, I don't know. Look, all of it plays out, you know, taking politics aside, 
the people that know we need more energy and we're gonna, we're gonna get it. All right, Krinsman's, five years from now, tell me about where you guys can be in five years. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> oh man, uh, no, I'd say, you know, our goal is strengthen from the core, build core strength at both locations, uh, and and possibly even you know at a third where we're looking to break some rail cars, but uh, just just build core strength. I, I want to. So I understand you got George Adams and his brother coming after this, and I'm very happy we're speaking before him and not after him because that's <laughs> that's not an act we're looking to follow. But like taking a, a page out of his book, I, I feel like his strategy has just been get better every day, and and look where it took him. You know, our, we're we're not going to be George Adams, but man, our, our goal is to be better every single day, you know, building strength. Michael? Yeah, I think our I think uh, our core company will be even stronger than it is now. I think what we define as core competencies will grow a little bit. Uh, I see us as being able to be responding to on-site things and doing some things in the rail car and in rail space that we're not doing now that I think we can carve out a really good spot with. Uh, I think we're going to be good marketers of scrap and be able to grow our brokerage business. We broker to the Mid-Atlantic, Pittsburgh, Ohio Valley, and I see us finding some good opportunities there. There's been some growth in the Ohio Valley with Mills, things coming in. Uh, and I think that we'll have some things outside the business from a, uh, an outside venture or two in some real estate. And, uh, and, I, and, and I think we're going to have happy families and uh, great well, so daughters who are wonderful and good marriages and healthy and happy. The future That's sounds good. But you guys are hard workers, man, and, and, you're, and you, your people are your word. Yep. I know that. Yep. Because we dealt with each other. We know. And, you know, you got your word, man. You lose that. You, that's what you got. Mm -hmm. That's all. That's why my dad hammered into me, okay? Yep. You know, look, you're Jewish, I'm Italian, right? Without your word, mm -hmm. what do you got? Yep. That's it. And that's what I was raised. That's what you guys were raised on. Mm -hmm. one, of my, one of my favorite song lyrics is, all I got is my good name and my family waiting at home. All right, you segue right into music. <laughs> All right, you do you play? Yes. Okay, my brother Philip's a great guitar player. I mean, he's he, I hack. <laughs> Who's the better guitar player of you guys? He's the better uh, he's natural. He's the better natural guitar player. Acoustic, electric. What are you? I'm like 98% acoustic. When I'm with my buddies, I'm probably 98% electric. Alone on my couch, go. I'm probably. 75% acoustic. I put my headphones on and listen to my uh, and play my electric through my okay. uh, line six or whatever, you know, for, for fun. Who sings? Me. He's Me. got the voice. Yeah? I, yeah? I sing with my girls at home, but then, there like, not in front of any audience. Anybody play the drums or anything like piano? Both play We both piano. grew up playing piano. Did you really? Yeah. My brother Anthony can play the piano. He's amazing at it. I, I couldn't get out of middle C, okay? <laughs> I can find middle C, but I can't get out of it. I just didn't have the... I mean, I could strum, you know, look, give me a, give me a D, A, G, D, C, G, you know, man, I, I am king. Right. I'll tell you what, so I want to get, I want to, yeah, I hope in five years I'm playing more piano, uh, but if you want to talk to the best piano player in Israel, you got to talk to Ryan Glant. Right. He's the best. Have He's you talked to Ryan? I haven't talked to I haven't, Ryan. I haven't seen him here. I hope to see him. He was, he was when I was president of the presidents, he was, he was one of the presidents and uh, he's a Nashville guy, you know, uh, and just, he, he held the entire, like we came back from a, all the presidents from a dinner and there was a, a, a grand piano in the lobby and he sat down and everybody just like froze. He, it was so much fun. So there's a guy to have. Well, that's, that's well maybe we should get an Israel band together. <laughs> Dumas plays. Yeah. Who else good. plays? Ryan Glant, Dumas, you, your brother, me, my brother, Philip. We need a drummer and a bassist. <laughs> That's what life is always about. 
Well, maybe or somebody listens to this pile of scrap, they're going to go, hey, I play drums. Hey, I'm a bassist. But <laughs> we'll, right. we'll get an Isri band together. That's right. That's right. If you're out there and you're, you're a recycler and can play drums, and you have any rhythm, and you can play bass, <laughs> give John a call or email me, michael at krentzman.net. Let us know. Yeah, you, you, you can find me. I'm not right. hard to find anymore, you know? I'm not hiding. Yep. Oh, God, I'm out there. What am I thinking? But you know what? It's great. Thanks you, thank you, brother Krentzman, for coming on. Thanks for having us, John. I, I, I love this. Yeah, I, I have more fun doing this. This isn't work to me. That's why I do this shit, because I really love it. That's John, awesome. I'm, a, I'm a podcast nerd. With all the driving we do, I listen to podcasts all the time. First time being on one, so thank you for making my day. Well, you know what? Thank you, brothers. Yep. Really, from my heart, tell your dad I said hello. Certainly. I mean, and I wish you two the best of luck. Thank you. You know, Godspeed. You're going to do well. Hey, we you, love working you, with you. We love working with your company. Thank right. you for that. Well, thank you. I, I thank appreciate you. those kind words. But you guys keep going, and hopefully no more pandemic. That's right. right. And the war ends. Nothing spills over. That's right. And we get to see each other at more Isri events. That's because right. It's always a big reunion. That's right. It's good to see you both. Thank you for joining me. Thanks so much. And that's it for another episode of Pile of Scrap, live from Las Vegas. <laughs> This has been a Sierra International Machinery original audio series. Thanks for listening. Please share this podcast and make sure to subscribe.